Are you ready to discover and unlock your full potential in God? Are you ready to release the power of God in your life? Or do you sense that purpose and destiny are beckoning you to take a leap of faith? If so, continue to listen to this episode. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr. I'm going to share uncompromising truth and amazing insights as we partner with God on our journey to wholeness, purpose, and to pursue our callings and passion. Take a listen and please stay tuned to the end of the episode. I've got some exciting updates to share with you. See you in just a few minutes. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr., and I am absolutely excited. Can't you tell? I am just ecstatic that you've taken time out of your busy schedule to sit with me for another powerful, real, and relevant conversation. I am absolutely excited, and I believe that it is our endeavor to partner with Holy Spirit to really lean in to this new topic we're going to be discussing. Now, we're trying something new and different this time, so I pray that technology works. You're blessed. I'm blessed. Um, I just pray that God really uses this to reach the masses. I want to thank you, first and foremost, for all of your emails, your text messages, um, um how this is blessing you. Listen, it is our endeavor to change the world one family, one soul at a time. And so thank you for those of you who are partnering with us. I absolutely love you and I am grateful for you. It is only because of your support, your prayers, your giving, that we're able to go around the globe and change the globe and engage in transformation. Listen, do me a favor. You know our routine. Grab your pen, your paper, your notepad, your laptop, your MacBook, your Apple, your Android, your iPad, whatever you have. Grab it. It's time for us to jump into this conversation. And I promise you this is going to be life changing. We're starting a brand new topic and I can't wait to get into this with you. So do me a favor, share the broadcast, share the episode, download it by all means. Invite your friends, your family, your followers, um, your co-workers, even your enemies. You need them to be changed and transformed because we need more on our side than against us. There's nothing that can change them like the power of God and his word. At this time, we're going to start something brand new. We're going to talk about the church, mental health, and the healthy mind. Make yourself a note. We're going to start talking about the church, mental health, and a healthy mind. Now, this is going to be quite startling, but I think it's time we really delve into this from a healthy point of view and begin to really engage the believers and the world where we are. I've told you this pandemic has taken its toll on humanity. We've lived through times like we've not seen in decades. This is a generation on the rise who've only known trauma and unbeknownst to us, it has impacted them more than we are aware of. 
If truth be told, it's even affecting you. You just don't know it. Times have changed. Life has changed. So much has changed. Some for the good, some for the bad. But at the end of the day, things have changed and have evolved. And now we need to do some checking on ourselves to really see what's going on under the hood. Listen, mental health statistics are alarming. I know the modern church is praying. We're trying to gather. But even while we're doing that, our neighbors, our members, our partners, the globe, they're suffering. And it's time for us to engage. Let me really say this on the outset. We've got to get back to balanced living, balanced deliverance, balanced theology. Everything is not a spirit. Everything's not a demon. Everything doesn't require medicine. But neither can everything just be solved by showing up at church and praying. We've got to have a, a holistic approach if we're going to solve the problems of this generation. You see, they once said that, that we can't solve new problems with old technologies, old strategies. We need to embrace something new. And it's about time that we embrace a holistic approach. I'm not opposed to medicine. I'm not opposed to prayer and fasting. But at some point, it may be time that we start combining interdisciplinary. We, we start um, um, combining forces and start bringing healing and wholeness to mankind. If you were to do a search on mental health, even in the church, but across the America, you would find out statistics says that one in five adults, that's one in five. This is amazing. One in five adults live with a mental illness. It says statistically that almost one in 25 adults live with a serious mental illness. Did you hear me? One in 25 adults live with a serious mental illness. Can you imagine if one in five, one in 25, that means for every one person that you sit, that you look at, if you were to see five on your church chairs, five on the road with you, one of those has mental illness or is affected. If you were in a congregation of a size of 100, it literally means that four people in there, at least four, have a serious mental illness. This is not just for the ain'ts, it's the saints as well. Amazingly, 50% of chronic mental illness starts before the age of 14 years old, the formative years. And now, even in the body of Christ with the believers, we're letting YouTube raise our children. We're allowing social media. We're allowing so many things to fight for their attention and their mental stability. But 50%, almost half of chronic mental illnesses start before the age of 14. And 75% of chronic mental illnesses start before the age of 24. Listen, it statistics says that over 10 million people over the age of 18 have more than one addiction or mental health disorder. I'm not bashing anyone. I'm simply saying it's high time that we wake up and stop avoiding the 
plague of our day that we stop uh, looking and turning the head to the shoulder. It's time we stop looking down on people, stop demonizing them and realize that for such a time we were born to tackle this pandemic. It's not just a virus. It's a plague and it's affecting more than just our immune system. It's affecting our mind. Did you hear me? It's affecting our mind. 58% of people right now believe that social distancing is a reason to be concerned with mental health. Did you hear me? 58%, even 64% of people are feeling anxious because of pandemic. It literally means that anxiety is at an all-time high. Here is my dilemma. Here is your dilemma. Over 96 million people have to wait for more than a week or two to get the right mental health care. Over 96 million people are waiting for more than a week. But undoubtedly, many in that 96 million people show up for service at least twice a week, looking for relief, looking for uh, 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 solace, looking for comfort. But they're not finding it in the healthcare system and the church is not addressing it and providing them relief either. Listen, my friend, we have to do something. It's amazing. 25% of those people have to make a decision between paying for food or paying for mental health care. They have no clue. Almost half of them have to travel for more than an hour just to get to an appointment to get taken care of. They believe that their mental health is equally important as their physical health. But you know what they really come to the conclusion out? Over half of them, hear me, over half of them, they say that they tried to tough it out and they will keep trying to tough it out other than seeking appropriate mental health help. That help is not just from hospitals, it's even from the church, it's from our clinicians. It means they have just concluded, I'm going to be stuck like this and I'm just going to have to live like this for the rest of my life. It's amazing that we have the hope, but so many people are living hopeless. It's amazing. We're preaching faith, we're teaching faith. We're teaching get healed from cancer, get healed from HIV, get healed from COVID. But my friend, what about the silent thing of mental health? You see, not every disease, not every illness can be seen with a natural eye. Mental health is the one thing that if you don't discern or if you're not intentional in communication, you won't know it exists until it's too late. Far too often, people go on rampages and shoot. They kill, they murder, they, they, they take their own life via suicide because they lost hope, because there appeared to be no help. But my friend, you and I, we're the light of the world. We're the, we're the city on a hill that cannot be hid. We are the answer and we have to check in. Even more alarming, our millennials are suffering. But my friend, if it wipes them out, 
we cease to exist as we know it. Now, mental health challenges are not new. They've been going on since man existed. Let me say that again. This is not something new. We've just shied away from it in the body of Christ. But it's been going on for ages. As a matter of fact, most of your mental health institutions started off by religious movements. At one point in time, it was believed that all mental illness were spirits. Hence the movement of the exorcist, the exorcism. Everything had to be cast out. We would beat them. We would, we would starve them. We would try to force the demon out. But let me tell you something. Spirits may be involved, but to the person who's been traumatized, who's suffered from rape molestation, uh, 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 from the loss of life, especially in the pandemic, for the, for the first responders, the soldiers who've seen things that our minds were not created to handle, trauma the, and the spirit of trauma, sometimes it just gets stuck in the soul and we have to really work it out. We cannot cast it out. We have to have counseling. We have to have therapy. All too often we rely on medication, but medication is management. And I believe God, according to John 10, 10, the thief come but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But he came, Jesus Christ came, that we may have life and the life that he gave us, we should have more abundantly. You see, my friend, Living with our minds not being whole is not abundant living. It breeds poverty. It breeds confusion. It opened the door for all sorts of diseases and discomfort. And it's about time that instead of trying to cast it out on the tail end, we become proactive. That's right. We become proactive and we start engaging it and teaching believers how to combat and fight for their minds. Now, let me just say this. You won't find the brain anywhere in the Bible. The Bible does not mention the brain. It's not in there. And so I won't argue with you over science versus spirit. I think they coexist together. Listen, don't shoot me down yet. Just stay with me for a few more minutes. When God made us, he made us to have a brain you see that brain, um, it, it, it's in our head and it coordinates our movement, our body function. It coordinates sensations and thoughts. Um, it keeps, it, it's attached to our central nervous system. You know, it, our breathing, our heart. When you want to move, your brain sends signals. You need your brain. So although uh, uh, the Bible doesn't specifically say the brain, we know by evidence that all humans have one that God made us with a brain. And so brains are important. We need to make sure we monitor our diet, get proper rest, do good things to make sure that our brains are healthy and functioning. As a matter of fact, did you not know that there's a difference between your brain and your mind? You see, your brain is the same thing. Your mind is the unseen spiritual component. I don't want to get too technical today, but we got to start talking about this. It is imperative that we realize we have a brain. Our brains are active. They're alive. Even while you're asleep, 
they're firing, um, connections are being formed. But at the end of it, the Bible speaks always about our mind and our thought life. You see, it's our job. Hear me, believer. It's our job to monitor our diet, to make sure we get good rest. That's a given. And so we have to manage our brains. But the Bible speaks and spends a lot of time talking about our minds. And I want to talk about the church, mental health, and healthy minds. You see, your mind is critical. Unfortunately, we don't realize how critical it is because there are many Greek and Hebrew words for the word mind in the Bible. You may not see the word mind everywhere, but in the Hebrew, the word mind is translated more than six different occasions in the Hebrew. It's not just mind. You'll find mind. You'll find nefesh for soul. You, 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 you'll find ruach for spirit. You'll find um, lamp for... You, I mean, there's so much that, that if you take the exhaustive stu study and search for mind, you'll find out that when God was talking about the mind, that our English vocabulary really does not do a good job in translation from the original text of scriptures. There is a ton, a wealth of information, strategies, instructions, all sorts of things that tell us how to handle our mind, our brain, our thought life in the Bible. Even the New Testament, there's no one word that encapsulates everything about the mind. No, 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 no. There are many words, but even then it's tricky because some of the words are cardia, which we get our heart from. Inoia, which means the mind. Uh, uh, um, um, it means uh, uh, nome. It talks about our mind, purpose, opinion. There was so many words that we have to really learn to ex to do and exposit. I mean, just really explore what God says about our mind. With that in mind, I want to really tell you, that was a good play on words, wasn't it? With that in mind, I want to engage you. I want to invite you on a study that as a body of believers, not as the physical gathering of the church, but as those that are called out. Let's not be like those who pass by, those who are weak and feeble on the side of the road. Let's be like the Good Samaritan. Let's find out. What is God's plan? What are his tools? What are his strategies? What's in his word concerning the mind? How can we help? How can we engage? How can we transform our thought life? As a man thinketh, so is he. In other words, you're only as powerful or as healthy as your mind. Come on, believers. It's high time we stop avoiding reality. Praying is great. But you can pray and your mind be disengaged. Jesus even said, and the Old Testament says, their mouths, with their mouth they draw close to me, but with their heart. Another translation said their mind, they're far away. You can be sitting in church, sitting on a pew, sitting in a chair. The praises can be high. The worship can be high. The word can be accurate. But if you're not careful, your mind will drift into Sunday dinner. 
you start thinking of bills. You can become distracted by the children. You can become distracted by all sorts of things. And unfortunately, we must love the Lord, thy God, with all, one says, our mind. You see, we've got to learn to bring all of it in in order to be whole. And see, I want to really help understand this. Let me let, let, let's do a scripture for a moment. I don't want to do a, ever do an episode and not at least give you a scripture. I'm always intrigued and I am challenged that we have taught Matthew 11 and 28, 29 and 30 for the sake of context. We've taught it for years and I really want to just open this concept up to you today. Jesus said in Matthew 11, 28, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Right then and there, that describes those who have mental illness, mental health challenges. He said, all that are heavy laden, heavy laden, listen, heavy laden does not mean just sitting around um, with the, with, it talks about a load, but it also talks about a heavy burden. It talks about to be laden down. It talks about um, 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 to have unwarranted precepts, thoughts. That word heavy uh, uh, to heavy laden actually talk about precepts. It means if you have mental warfare, mental challenges, he promises, he says, if we come unto him, he will give us rest. My friends, there is rest, there is relief, there's refreshing, there is relaxation for our minds. But we've not taught that we have to learn to come to Him. And we've not learned that coming to Him is a solution for rest. We're going to explore this. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. I told you that word soul also means suke, soul, our psyche. So he said, if we take his yoke and learn of him, he says he's meek and lowly in heart, we will find rest for our souls. For his yoke is easy and the burden that he gives is light. My friend, it is not the will of God for us to be laden in our minds, for us to be heavy minded, for us to be anxious, to have many mental challenges, to have struggles. They come, but it's not the will of God for you to keep them. But if we don't ever really have this conversation about the church, mental health and healthy minds, we'll never know how to really overcome the challenges of our day. Every generation has this battle. Some had 9-11. Some had the Civil War. Some had World War I. Some had the Vietnam War. Some had World War II. Some had the, 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 the smallpox. Some had um, 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 polio. My friend, this pandemic that we're living through now is producing the challenge of mental health. And every generation is only marked by the leaders that rise to the challenge of that generation. If the church is going to be the church, if we're going to be those that are called out, we've got to rise to the occasion. 
We cannot avoid mental health. We cannot avoid the dialogue or the conversation any longer. It's about time we get the right strategies, the right prescription, the right tools, the right attitude, the courage, and the confidence to go into all the world, not just not just the, the, the comfortable part of the world, but to go in all the world. That includes those that have mental challenges. Isn't it amazing that Jesus came upon a man who they said was a demoniac and he was out of his right mind. He was out of his right mind. You know, he foamed at the mouth. He often threw himself into the fire. Some said it was like epilepsy. He had seizures. But at any case, he was out of his right mind. He, his father had done everything to get him healed. He just wanted any relief. Isn't it amazing that what the physicians couldn't do, what the therapists of that day couldn't do, what the counselors couldn't do, and even the spiritual leaders of that day could not do, the right encounter with Jesus caused that man to come back to his right mind. You see, the next time they saw him, he was sitting down eating and in his right mind. Was it the medicine? No. But are we opposed to medicine? Absolutely not. Was it laying on the sofa? No. Are we opposed to good therapy, counseling, coaching, psychotherapy? No. Was it 12 steps? No. Could it take 12 steps? Absolutely. But at the end of every process, at the end of every procedure that we use, if there is not Jesus Christ, who's the center of it, I'm here to tell you, it's fruitless. And my friend, for the person struggling with PTSD, struggling with schizophrenia, with bipolar, to the believer who's double-minded, to the believer who's struggling with anxiety, fear, paranoia, to the believer who's struggling with nightmares, to the believer who has panic attacks, I want to tell you something. He came that you may have life. And that life he wants you to have, he wants you to have it more abundantly, to the full, till it overflows. Come unto me, all ye, that's you. If you're tired, if you're weary, if you're heavy laden, if your mind is cluttered, confused, overwhelmed, even just fatigued or exhausted. He said, I will give you rest. I'm here to give you the good news today. It's time for you to get rest. I'm telling you, as the body of Christ, we're raising up an army of believers absolutely believers, spirit-filled believers who are armed, skilled, and trained to engage this generation, to engage this age, to combat improper practices. Let me say one other thing. You can't cast out what you don't understand. And if you try to cast it out and you don't equip them then my friend, you've only made them worse. See, I have a problem. For years, 
we've brought everyone with mental health in and we said they had a spirit. And so we did all we could to evict the spirit. But somehow we found out oftentimes that deliverance was short lived. It was it was partial at best. The person didn't see long lasting or true transformation at their core level. But did you ever think it wasn't them? We always say it must have been them. It must have been something wrong with them. They must have sinned again. That something they did, it's their problem, their fault. And we even tell them that. But my friend, did you ever consider it was partially us? We had the wrong strategy. We had a lack of understanding. We really didn't get the big picture. You see, spirits can be taken authority over. They can be evicted. But that doesn't help the person who has to go home and learn how to think differently. It doesn't teach them how to manage their mind. It doesn't teach them what to think about. What happens when the spirit comes back and the place has been swept clean, but it's not been properly and thoroughly furnished? You see, we set them up for failure. It will perpetuate the problem, but it's time to eradicate it. I'm telling you, this is a day where we must rise up. We're going to talk about mental health, the church. Yes, and having a healthy mind. I've been asking the Lord, why did I spend so much time studying and getting degrees in psychology? Why did I spend time studying and getting certifications as a board certified advanced life coach, a cognitive behavioral therapist? a cognitive behavior coach, almost finished becoming a certified mental health coach, almost completed a master's with all of this. You see, I asked God, what is all this? And finally, I realized the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. We don't need to just keep bringing them in, giving them a good message. And send them back out. It's good. But it's incomplete. We need a thorough process. That looks at the wholeness of man. And I'm telling you. The church. Mental health. And having a healthy mind. It's going to make a difference. Between the haves and the haves not. You want to eradicate poverty. Let's get their minds healthy. I promise you, a healthy mind can combat poverty much easier. I'm telling you, there's so much we can accomplish if we learn how to engage the mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. There's two different minds. But my friend, God wants us to teach heal, and then transform our minds and superimpose it and allow the mind of Christ to come in us. It's only then that we're going to see real transformation, improvement, and real growth in the body of Christ. I pray you stay with me during all these episodes. It's going to be phenomenal. I'm telling you. 
I'm going to give strategies tools, and I'll even give you some sessions. As a matter of fact, if you look in the notes, I'm going to have discounted products. We're going to do half off products while we're teaching a series. We have uh, mental health secrets during the pandemic. We have a ebook and we have, I think it's 15 teaching videos. They're going to be half price. We also have another whole series, The Power of Your Thoughts, and we're going to include the Mind and Thought Topical Bible. We're going to pair them up and put them half price. I mean this. The church, mental health, and a healthy mind, that's our objective. We're going for it, and by the help of God, we're going to accomplish it. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www.christianthowell.com for more information concerning books, blogs, information on spiritual growth and development, and even some of the services we provide, such as coaching, therapy, and deliverance sessions. Also, You can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org. Listen, we are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Apostle Chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend, spread the word, tell them that Conversations with Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. You are born of God, you are an overcomer. You have the victory, and we'll see you next week. Take care.